The fifteenth of each August is a well-remembered day When the pilgrims to the island came to worship and to pray as they marched around the verbent sound of their prayers was wafted o'er the rippling waters of the lake to dear old Cairn A Wexford song featuring a Wexford event, the annual 15th of August pilgrimage in Our Lady's Island where for many centuries now the feet of pilgrims have told and retold the story of simple belief and constant enduring faith. Well, we're fairly sure that the pilgrimage dates back to about the 5th or 6th century. Um, it, it, it's lost really in history with the persecutions and everything else the actual history of the pilgrimage was, was lost now one interesting thing um, we have in our possession a papal document which was actually found on the island in 1941 it was found by a ploughman ploughing on the island and it, it was sent to the British Museum and they sent it back, and it's a leaden seal attached to a papal bull in the reign of Martin V, 1417-31, granting indulgences to pilgrimages. So you could say, well, it's officially as old as that, but um, according to uh, ancient history, it goes back to the, the 5th, 6th century. There was a cure here with the man that had fits, and uh, we had him very, very often. And he kept going around doing the pilgrimage. And he, he said that he saw a light over the statue at the head of the island, and he got very, very frightened. He came home and told his people, and he never had a fit no more after that, whether it was anything to do with. But uh, he was supposed to have him for his life, according to the, the doctors. And uh, after that evening, he had no other. I joy the mysteries of the Rosary, the first joy the mystery, the Annunciation of the Good News to Mary, the Mother of Jesus. Let us pray in this mystery that we too may learn the good news in our lives, Jesus Christ is our Saviour, that God is our loving and ever-merciful Father. Thank you. 
Well, between uh, men and women, I'd say we had around 30 altogether. How long do you take to prepare for the for the big day? Well, uh, overall this year it, it took around uh, five weeks because we had to prepare a new altar and that was extra. But ordinarily it takes uh, about a week, and in the, mostly in the evenings and just one day on the last on the 14th of August. Your new altar, of course, was outside. Oh, that, that was extra for this year, outside altar, yes, yes. The pilgrimage began on schedule at 2.30, warm sunlight glinting and playing on the faces of the pilgrims, while future and former pilgrims, the very young and the very old, sat in the grey shade of the church buildings. The canopy was borne by four strong local men, its tinkling bells shimmering in the afternoon sun. Well, I started when I was uh, serving Mass and I um, carried the Thurbal around after my back and went on from there, just uh, carried on. and um, It was very hard not to be involved. I mean, it was born and reared in the parish and it's very hard not to be involved in it because, well, it's part of the parish and it has gone back for so long into history and it's just part of the parish. And I suppose the 15th of August in Ladies Island is part of everyone's life here. Oh, indeed it is, yes, yes, and we have uh, such a... Um, such willing workers that to be uh, it's a pleasure to work with them and it's a pleasure to be with them because uh, everybody is involved and everybody is so interested in it and it's just a pleasure to be uh, a, a member of the organization with the the pilgrimage is it difficult to actually control the pilgrimage no, no. This year we found it easier than ever. From For some strange reason, we found it easier than ever before to control the whole thing. The people were most cooperative, both in the car parks and on, on the pilgrimage th- themselves. We never got more cooperation from the people than we did this year. You must have had hundreds and hundreds of cars there. We had a big number of cars, and the cars uh, caused problems sometimes, uh, because uh, it's hard to get him into a small space. It's easy to park cars in a big space, but it's harder to to park them in a small space.
Let's buy a badge, please. Now, tell me, what sort of badges are they? They're badges for to help the convent. Oh, yes, it says, Immaculate Heart of Mary, Refuge of Sinners, Pray for Us, and there's a blue square in the badge in the middle. Yeah. Now, how much are they each? Five pence. Five pence, yeah. And uh, the pilgrimage died, really, and then was revived. It died for two or three hundred years. And... Uh, uh, I just read there some time ago that it really didn't become an organised pilgrimage until the, the beginning of this century. Before that, it was uh, kind of spontaneous mm -hmm. with people coming from Loch Derg on the 15th of August when Loch Derg finished and uh, the island started on the same day. And it's also interesting to note that they, they, they say that the people came to Wexford and came from Wexford in their bare feet. That was a real pilgrimage. <laughs> and Indeed went, went round on their knees instead of on their feet around the island. This brings mm. me to the tradition of all these people today and the footsteps of those who went in their bare feet yeah. on their knees. Yeah. Is your form of it, as we saw today, a traditional form? The rosary being recited all the time, I mean, and the hymns. No. Mm. No. Uh, <laughs> when, when I was a, a young lad, I was brought here as, as a boy because I lived a few miles away. And uh, I always got the impression of the pilgrimage as a terribly haphazard thing, you know, but it was beautiful in its own way because everybody was praying, there was rosaries here and rosaries there, and uh, they were singing. And But to me, uh, when I saw the thing as a priest, and I said, well, if ever I have anything to do with it, which I didn't believe I would have, I said, I'll organise that pilgrimage somewhere. <laughs> and uh, I got the idea that it would be nicer if... If everybody was praying together, and that there was one rosary going up and one hymn of praise and prayer, and you know that everybody was of the same thought and the same meditation and the same prayer, and everybody singing the same hymn. Now there were some thirty thousand people there today. Yes. How many roses were said on the way around? Um, the usual tra traditional pilgrimage is the saying of the three rosaries. Now today we had four because of the numbers and. Uh, we were slowing down the rosaries, really, trying to synchronise the two things. There is a slight change because when we organise it with the rosaries being said from the the church over the loudspeaking system, the, which is round the island, we had to come to a point where we would synchronise with the benediction being said out at the outside shrine. And we had decided that we that would happen at the end of the second rosary. And uh, so, <clears throat> on the pilgrimage in, then there's there's a, side, a kind of a delay. So today, with the numbers that were there, we found that we had to go and say another rosary. We probably could have said six rosaries if we had been very <laughs> nicely. And the second of the third rosaries has now started on this 15th of August in Ladies Island, and the pilgrimage is halfway through. The pilgrims have left my sight, and I'm standing somewhere here in the middle of the island. I'm looking out towards the church, and the church stands splendid against a blue sky. In front of the church, there's the altar, where we later have benediction. The choir is there, the band from Wexford, the flags and the bunting, the tricolour on the papal flag, and blue and white and red and white, and the clean, crisp thatch of the cottages. Then, of course, there are the lines and lines of cars. There are reds and greens and whites and yellows and blacks and browns and on the water out here I can see seven swans. It's a scene of great peace under a warm blue sky. 
my connection with Ladies Island was I was born in it. And my mother died at a very early age, Anne Burke. She was O'Reilly from Midlands. Can you remember the earliest times you went around Ladies Island? It's 1902, I remember. And how old are you now? I'm 88 next Sunday, the 21st. The day of the broadcast of this programme will be your birthday, in fact. <laughs> yes. That pilgrimage in 1902, what do you recall of it? Well, I recall of it as canon witty. That, um, but, to, of course, it wasn't a big pilgrimage like this. It was a very, very small one. Were you told uh, much of Ladies Island as you were growing up? Well, um, we were supposed to be an apparition here in 1902. And um, Father of Whitty was supposed to have seen Our Lady as well. That was what was we were taught. This must have caused great excitement oh, in the area. Oh, of course, area. great excitement in the area. When Father Whitty seen it. But not when the children seen it, it didn't cause them. And do we know how many children saw it? I think it was two. One was, I think... I always thought it was Maid Doyle, but they tell me it's Persons. And where was the, where was the apparition seen? Um, in the top field, exactly where the statue is now. Now, as you grew up, of course, you lived in a different area to where we lived. There was great devotion to the rosary at that time. Oh, yes, and we used to have confraternities. Um, to the to of the Sacred Heart, we used to have that once a month, and there was always a once a month for the men for communion, and once a month for the women. And would you have the rosary every night in the home? Oh yes, always, always had the rosary. My aunt Alice reared us, and uh, my grandfather and grandmother. My mother died. People talk, too, about the trimmings of the rosary. Would you have many trimmings? Oh, yes, any amount, especially if anybody died, they'd pray for them straight away. And I suppose you'd pray for the crops and...? Oh, yes. Uh, there used to be... Uh, a friar used to go around here. I can't think of the name of the place now. And he'd go around bless the crops in my day. It would be hard to say it. It's a tremendous experience. I, I think it's a, it's a most wonderful thing, really. It, it, I, I would put it this way, put it spiritually, if you like. I would say, it, to me, it says the love of Mary. And I see it as, as Mary is, is taking over our people here, uh, that she is really coming back into the people's hearts. And, and uh, we, uh, we have prayed very much for the pilgrimage. We feel that... The people must return to the Lord through Mary, and that's the way the Lord is working. And today, I think, was certainly a very great demonstration of that, because um, a lot of people were thinking that today there mightn't be so many people here last year. We had about 15,000 last year, and it was a Sunday, and uh, people thought today, well, this is not a Sunday, and it's a working holy day, and if we have 10,000, we'll be doing very well. But as we saw, we had 
30,000 people, at least 30,000. So, in the distance, out on the island, benediction has been celebrated by Dr. Hurley. And it's time now for the great pilgrimage to wend its way back towards us here near the Pugin Church again. And I'm standing under a tree and there's a very small breeze and I'm looking at the headstones of some of the people who I buried here. There's a lady, aged 93, who died in the, the 1820s. One wonders if... She had visited Ladies Island, had gone to Ladies Island, and one gets a sense here today of the continuity of a Wexford tradition, of an Irish tradition, because they're old people, people in their 90s, they're young people, they're fine, strong-looking countrymen, country girls, people from the cities, people from many of the counties, people from Dublin City. There are several large buses, and two, of course, there are small children, very small children, in fact, even babies. We have evidence of uh, pagan worship. We have a field in the area which is known as the Hardy Grignan, which our great teacher, our teacher, our great teacher, Gerald Hurley, told us was meant the Ard Tegian Grignan, and it went back to the days when people uh, adored the sun. So that uh, it's a, a strange thing that uh, we have this uh, pilgrimage established where there was evidence of pagan worship uh, before the Christian era. You're in a great line of succession then? Yes, right down along. Uh, uh, there's uh, the pilgrimage, the first evidence we have of the Augustinians establishing uh, the pilgrimage was in the 5th century. And it goes on then to 1169 when the Normans came and the Normans built the castle. And uh, uh, the land on the island was given over to a man named Rudolf de Lampert. He was, well, not the worst of them. When he discovered that the island was being used as a pilgrimage, he gave the land back to the Augustinian monks and went to fight in the Crusades and was killed there.
we don't hear anything of them then until 1649 when there were uh, Cromwell's forces came and uh, executed the monks out on the island and burned the old church and we're told that um, a young man went out and uh, got the crucifix from the old church and ran out into the lake and Cromwell's soldiers surrounded him and shot him in the lake and we were we're told that his his martyr's blood mingled with the waters of our loch and uh, it's a very strange thing that uh, 200 years later you see we we're, we think that he must have fallen on the crucifix when he was shot because 200 years later uh, a young man named Cogley found the crucifix with the arms one of the arms on the figure broken and uh, he brought it to the parish priest and the parish priest told him to go back to that place and he'd find the arm. The arm was restored and um, it's now preserved in a glass case in the church and is very much venerated by the people of the parish and the pilgrims who come here as well. Hail, holy Queen, Mother of mercy. Hail, our night, our sweetness and our hope. Freely cries for banished children of Eve. Freely send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in the veil of tears. Come then, most patient, as the gate of life of mercy toward us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus, O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, thereby his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. May the divine assistance remain always with us. Dr. Hellehy, as the thousands are leaving us now here in Ladies Island around five o'clock in the evening, and as they came around the bend there, I kept thinking of our ancestors at the Mass Rock. And you said something similar. This is part of a great tradition, wouldn't you say? Well, of course, what I meant was that when people support a pilgrimage like this and continue to take an interest in it and to take part in it, they're actually remembering the rock from which they were hewn. I said that. That's a quotation from the Old Testament. They're practising a virtue which was held in the very highest esteem even in the pagan world. Many virtues, you see, were... were were also celebrated in the pagan, the virtue of piety. Piety means loyalty to one's traditions, loyalty to one's traditions, particularly the best of them. There's a, there, there's a great expression in Italy, it's called campanilismo, campanilismo. It's a form of regionalism. What it refers to is loyalty to your, to your native village. And the native village was characterised especially by the bell tower in the church. And the word for a bell tower in Italian is campanile, and therefore loyalty to your native village or to your native county or to your native region is described as campanilismo. Perhaps apart, and it's a virtue. apart from the pious aspect of it, this is in fact other aspects. expression of love of country to Of course, it. it's patriotism. You too, as you talk, you quoted Dante, I think, did you? I did, you did. because there's a famous poem... The most beautiful poem in literature on Our Lady is by St. Bernard, the great founder of the Cistercian Order. Cito and Clairvaux. Cito and Clairvaux, St. Bernard. Now, 
in the last canto of the Divine Comedy, St. Bernard is introduced by the author Dante to sing the praises of Mary. And tis he speaking, and that's a quotation which I used, in her womb was lit again the love, through whose warmth in the eternal peace this flower has thus unfolded. the pilgrims moved off and that's now a quarter to four and they just come around the corner of Ladies Island and the cars are still pouring into the car park here where I'm standing and looking down at the flags from this angle one sees the old Norman keep over there with the papal flag flying over it and there's the church again from this side of it with the tricolour and the papal flag and the bunting and it might be a scene for a royal occasion the stewards in their blue armbands and the Garda no parking signs, seemingly ineffectual, blesses, but it's a scene of splendour and simplicity. It's a scene that I think we can only find perhaps in Ireland, a scene where simple people have come to say simple things, and the object of the whole pilgrimage is simple if one just listens to the old people quietly kneading their rosary beads to their fingers or the shrill, pleasant voices, Wexford voices of the children as they to join in the pilgrimage on the way around. The water is as still as crystal. The sun is beading its light, golden and silver on it, and cars pass through the village, large foreign tourist cars, wondering what's happening. Some stop, some don't stop on this Great 15th of August in Ladies Island. Two nice ladies here now in the shade behind the altar. Where do you come from yourself? Arklo. Arklo? Yes. And have you been coming to the pilgrimage often? Um, since it opened. My goodness, how many years have you been coming now? Well, it's about, uh, surely four or five. Four. Six years, imagine. Huh? About six years. Is it? Six. God, it is. Do you think it's about five or six years? I suppose it is, yeah. We've come since it started. And are you from Arklow too? I'm from Arklow too. All good, for good. Why do you come to Ladies Island every year? Love coming to it. Hmm? Love coming to it. We love it and believe in it. And I have a complaint. I've asked my and I'm coming to get better, and she's going to cure me today. And I believe in it. I was going to Lourdes, and I wasn't able to travel. You have a great belief in Our Lady here. I have a great belief in Our Lady, both ways. We love Autumn. We love Our Lady. And I hope and pray that she'll send peace to our country, what we greatly need at the present time. It's four o'clock now in Our Lady's Island, here in Wexford, and the sun is beating down on us on this 15th of August 
and the roadway around the island, which a while ago just showed the beginnings of people following across, is now full of this great army, this great army of men, women, children, priests, nuns, children of Mary, in all the colours of the rainbow, wends its way back past the old Norman castle, turns down to the sandy the sandy beachy area and moves in our directions. It's an incredible sight, a simple sight, a sight that perhaps one felt might have been gone from Ireland, but everything about this today is of the island, I think, of durability, the island which has lasted a century. In fact, listening to the, the people here and listening to the prayers and watching them coming around towards us here now reminds us, indeed, of the Mass Rock. These are the same people who protected their priests in darker days and it's not too difficult, even with the band and the pageantry, to think of times when people here couldn't do this. But here they are in 1977, in Ladies Island in Wexford, part of a great tradition. It's half past four now and still the, the great rosary of people is pouring around here it's in the sun. There's a big crowd here today. I think it's as big as I've seen. It's one of the biggest crowds I've seen here. You've been here and before, uh, Paddy? I have, I have indeed, yeah. What is it brings yeah. you back to this place? I don't know. It's, if, if a nice day, it's, it's uh, the sight alone to see the people walking down that island, all in prayer. I think it's a wonderful sight. I really do. How many people and would you say are here today, roughly? I couldn't put a number on it. Tens of thousands, oh, I, I would suppose? Say there, I would say there's tens of thousands here. Apart from the people who went in the procession, there was uh, half as many more didn't go, you know, they just stayed around, they didn't walk in the procession. It's lovely though, really lovely out there on the end of the island, benediction and everything, just lovely sight. Yeah. You've been here before, you have? Well, this is my first pilgrimage here, like, and I've often been down to the area, but I've never seen the actual pilgrimage, I think it's great. You've come, I suppose, in a way, far than anyone else, you're from Ballycotton. Yeah, County that's Cork. right, yeah. What's your impression of the pilgrimage? What will remain in your mind afterwards? Oh, it's a lovely sight. The, the lake and all, you know, it's lovely. Never forget it. Beautiful. And indeed, it is a lovely sight looking out there at the children of Mary in their blue. And as I say, it's slowly wending its way towards us. Yeah. There are the children of Mary, there are the nuns, the guard are picking up their no parking signs now to then more space to people when they come here. And in the end, there I can see the, the canopy and the monstrance yeah, yeah. and the colours of the clergy. Lovely, isn't it? Black and white and the, the reds and whites of the, of the altar servers. They're mingling with the green of the sward and the yellow dust of the sand, which seems to rise from the thousands of feet as they walk along on Ladies Island today. Yeah, it's really, really nice, all right. Boy scouts and girl guides stood, their flags at the slope, as the moment of solemn benediction arrived when the great throng, now stilled, knelt on the roadway, on the green sward and on the gravelled walks of the churchyard, as Dr Hurley, the Bishop of Ferns, ascended the carpeted steps of the new outdoor altar and raised the monstrance gleaming in the now slanting rays of a still warm August sun and blessed all of that massive concourse in Our Lady's Island.
was in the wheelchair, I was on crutches, I was on sticks. And when I come home here, I was on, I was, well, I had one stick. <coughs> so in about three days after I come home, I went down to the round ahead, we call it uh, Our Lady, the missus here and the neighbour here on the village brought me down. So if I'd have got the world, I wouldn't be able to get around without the stick, you know. Mm -hmm. So I come back and when I come back home, I put a stick up against the wall here. I never had a stick from that day to this. And I couldn't walk. If I'd have got the world, I couldn't walk that day without a stick because I had no balance, you know. When I'd go a step out, I'd fall. So when I come home that day, I laid a stick on the, again the wall. And I walked up the bed that night and walked out and walked around and walked never since. Can you remember any time during your walk around when something seemed to happen? No, don't I just say uh, the, the left leg was gone, like, you know, I had lost the use of the left leg, like when I was in hospital and it cost me back, you know, that was useless. So I had to do a lot of exercise in the hospital to get back to you, you know, but still the leg was numbed and, you know, very cold, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you'd think sure you had no leg on you, that kind of feel. Uh, so I come all right when I went around the lady, they were, went around to the visit the lady island, I come all right again. Did you expect to get cured that day? Well, I did. I never prayed as hard in my life as I did till I was in hospital. Prayed every day. Cried a good many nights that I never saw Broadway again. According to me doctor, if I hadn't been seen to at that time, I'd been only, I'd been only living for six months. I only had six months to live. So another 15th of August passed in Ladies Island in the southeastern corner of County Wexford. As the autumn twilight shortened and as a dim harvest moon explored the evening sky, the pilgrims, many of the locals on foot, others those from other parts of Wexford, thousands who came from many counties in Ireland and indeed many who came from England, bent their steps towards home. The church, still open, beckoned many a weary pilgrim into the cool darkness of a final private prayer. The new tabernacle glowed faintly in the dusk, its centre a dim, red reflection of the sanctuary lamp. The church itself was permeated with the faint essence of incense. The altar rails and the splendid altar stood in recognition of the generosity of the mute dead. The seats in their serried rows, almost empty now, had about them the fullness of past generations. Ladies Island had lived again in its own strong tradition, immutable, conclusive, simple and above all traditional, wholly satisfying. It means everything to me because it's, uh, the, it's our parish and we were reared here and uh, I walk around opposite. We have 
land opposite and we look on at it and every time I walk around there I think of uh, it has gone back so far into history and uh, when I walk around the island I feel that I walk on the same sod that uh, the pilgrims walked on for centuries and some of these were martyrs who died rather than surrender the faith or to give in.